Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode 27 of the Take a Swig podcast. This is Swig. We are back after a brief absence. I apologize for that. Finishing off the uh, second half, first round of the mock draft that we did in our previous episode. Going to do pick 17 through 31 in this one. Uh, there, there's not a 32nd pick this year. The Dolphins got uh, theirs taken away. We'll get into that later. But uh, before we uh, finish that off, uh, Blake, how you doing, my guy? What, what have you been up to during the, our uh, break from recording here? Um, pretty good. You know, the weather's been a lot nicer. Spent a lot of time outside with my daughter, you know, getting her away from those screens. Sounds very nice. Very nice. Um, uh, uh, of course, diving into some more draft coverage as we're only about two and a half weeks away from it. Yeah, I'm very excited for the draft. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I think I told you off uh, pod already, but uh, I told you I'm going to be going to it this year, right? Mm hmm. Um, I had intended on being there with you, which would have been awesome, but I don't think it's in the cards this year. You and yeah, you, you have to have that kid, man. You, you, know, it, it's a big blessing, but you know, <laughs> there's drawbacks on your free time. I believe that. I believe that. You, you got to step on uh, responsibility on me. I'll give you that for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, in, in the last couple of weeks, I've been uh, starting to do stuff with the weather getting better. I went up, I visited my family in upstate New York for a weekend, saw a game in Buffalo, had some wings, got drunk, you know, the drill there. And uh, I, I almost forgot to say the hot beers and, or Jesus, hot <laughs> beers. Oh, man. Uh, can you tell I've been under the weather the last couple of days? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get you up to par as we go on. I'm getting there. I, I also went and saw a Knicks game in Indy and a Rangers game in Columbus, and they both won. And this is the last episode we're doing before the uh, those two teams both start their playoff journeys. So uh, it means my blood pressure will be through the roof here coming up. Yeah, mine too, because I got money on the Rangers. Well, I really hope you win that money. It would uh, I'd be very happy for both of us. But uh, I got to see them win in Columbus last Saturday. And so I eat my boy Igor, get a shout out. That was amazing. Also saw some friends. Yeah, it was cool to see them too. Did I tell you that I might be going to the Knicks game one in Cleveland on Saturday? No. Well, I might be going to the Knicks game one in Cleveland on Saturday. That would be awesome. Uh, I, I feel like that's a really good matchup. I know it's, it's a football podcast, but. You know, I, we have other shit going on in our lives, too. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want to talk about it a little. Fair. But, yeah, I, I am excited to get back into football, though. So, uh, like we did on the last episode, the first half of this, I'll do the odd number picks. You do the evens, and we'll uh, finish this off. we got 15 more picks to get through. You ready to start it back up? All right. Well, uh, that leaves me to start. Uh, with, so the last pick we did, actually, uh, for the listeners here, let me uh, go through and re, uh, reread the first 16 that we did in the last episode. So anyone who might have missed that or hasn't listened yet is aware of it. So uh, we went, started off the Panthers, C.J. Stroud, the quarterback, uh, Bryce Young, also a quarterback at number two to Houston, gave uh, the Cardinals, Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama at three, uh, four gave the Colts, Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. Uh, five was the Seahawks, Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher from Texas Tech. Six was Christian Gonzalez, corner from Oregon. Seven to Vegas was Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia. 
Uh, eight, uh, the Falcons got Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher from Iowa. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, number nine, the Bears got Paris Johnson, uh, the off, uh, offensive tackle from Ohio State. Ten, uh, Eagles got Bajan Robinson, the running back from Texas. Eleven, Peter Skaronsky, offensive tackle from Northwestern to the Titans. Number 12, Jackson Smith and Jigbo, wide receiver, Ohio State to Houston. 13, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, Georgia to the Jets. 14, Devon Witherspoon, corner from Illinois to the Patriots. 15, Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC to the Packers. And 16, Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky to the Commanders. You got all that? Yeah. For the most part, I feel like we had a good first half. You know, not being able to do trades uh, kind of reached on a couple guys. It's all. It's always going to end up a little bit different in real life, and there's going to be uh, other moves made between now and draft day, maybe on draft day. We saw a lot of crazy shit happen last year. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of weird trades on draft day last year. Well, hopefully there's nothing like that A.J. Brown trade that helped the Eagles a lot because I didn't like that. Didn't help them enough. Well, I'm okay with that, and I'm sure you are too. But uh, starting here with the uh, the second half of the first round, number 17, I'll take that one, odd number. The Pittsburgh Steelers have that pick, a team in a, a bit of a transition uh, phase right now. I want to start this off on a wholesome note, give them Joey Porter Jr., the corner from Penn State, son of uh, Joey Porter Sr., of course, uh, spent his career, most of it, with the Steelers as a all-pro linebacker, and I do think the Steelers need a lot of help at corner. Uh, I know they brought in Patrick Peterson, but he's um, in the back end of his career. I think Porter's somebody who could fit there long-term, and I'm I'm higher on him than most people are. Yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, I, this is the one of the few picks of this first round that I'm, like, convinced of. Like, if he's there, I definitely feel like the Steelers are taking this kid. And not just because of the of the family connection with uh, with his dad. I mean, I, I think he's a legitimately talented prospect. Uh, I have him as a top three corner in this class. He's really long, like his own coverage ability. Uh, I, I really like that idea long-term because I, r- right now there are two main guys would be Peterson and Levi Wallace, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, because they lost um, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but he went to Detroit. Oh, uh, Sutton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, outside corner for a while, I think. Right. Now, at least a guy who got some significant playing time. So I, I think it's a position of need. It's a, it's one of the premium positions on a football roster. I think it, it really makes sense here in terms of talent and value. And uh, that's where I have the Steelers going to start this one off. Cool. And at um, 18, I'm going to have the Detroit Lions drafting Nolan Smith. Uh mm. Perfect pair opposite of Aiden Hutchinson, if you ask me. I am a big Nolan Smith fan. And I, I think in real life, like, I, I've grown – he's grown on me even more in the couple weeks since we recorded the last episode. Like, I, I do think there's a chance he, he's gone by 18 in the real draft. I, I definitely think uh, he has a real good shot of shooting up boards. He's just – he's a really good athlete. Yeah, he's one of the uh, he's one of the edge rushers I've completed a scouting report on. I could read a couple of notes off from it if you'd like. I would love that. All right. Well, I, I won't read the whole thing because that would take too long on here, and uh, we want to 
keep this at a good pace. But what I noticed the most was how strong and physical he is, like uh, how he's really powerful at the point of attack and sets the edge, uh, has a really good first step, uh, and uh, has a really good initial punch. Uh, the thing that I want to see more from him is just to uh, refine his uh, technique a little bit, can play a little wild, add a couple more counters to his pass rush skills. But I, I think there's a lot of talent here and a lot of untapped potential. And I think he's like a top 20 player in this draft. I agree. I, I He's a kid that I love. He's one of my favorite edge rushers in this class. Um, there's a couple more guys that I'm high on that I, maybe – Maybe one of them we will get to in this. We might. Well, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if this will be it. But uh, number nineteen is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm not going to lie to you. If you didn't give the Commanders Levis in the first half, I probably would have given him to Tampa. Um, I thought briefly about Hendon Hooker here, but decided not to. And uh, I'm. I'm also going to go the pass rush route since you went Smith. I'm going to go ahead and give the Buccaneers Miles Murphy, the edge rusher from Clemson. Okay, I understand the pick. He's, I, I mean, I think he's talented. He's just not somebody I'm very high on. Yeah, I've, uh, I, I think I like him more than most people do. I don't love him. Like I'm, I'm higher on Nolan Smith, but like Miles M- Murphy, I think is a really talented player who can do a little bit of everything. And he, he was only getting better and better as his career at Clemson went on. Like I was more impressed watching his more recent tape. Like I, I think there's a lot of potential there too. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sold on him but like uh, everything i've read he's been crushing the pre-draft and teams are really high on the characters so there's there's no issues on the mental side and like he, he was a really highly touted recruit there, there's a great uh he's really explosive he's really big like there, there's some talent here too so i like smith a little better right now but I, i'm i can talk myself into murphy and i think the buccaneers could use him because I know they're in a weird spot franchise wise, but uh, they tried this with Joe Tryon a couple of years ago. They haven't gotten a ton out of him yet. And I think they'd like to get some more on their pass rush. Yeah. I think it's a good pick as far as need wise goes. There's a lot of edge rushers in this class that I really, really like. Like it's one of the strongest positions. Uh, I, there's a couple where I think it's really weak, like wide receiver or safety, not as big on those, for example. But I do think this is a good class of edge rushers. Yeah, there's a lot of edge rushers I like. Um, as far as like wide receivers and safeties go, there's a handful of wide receivers. I, I'm falling in love with some of them. And as far as safeties go, I really – only care for uh antonio johnson that's fair i mean there, there's just not much there in my opinion so and and we'll, we can talk more about that we do another episode where we like look at the draft class as a whole but uh, i i do think it's worth like if anyone's listening uh, how come there hasn't been a safety mocked yet that's part of the reason why yeah i'm debating eh, no I, i'm just gonna go with uh can't see for the Seahawks. Okay, okay. Kalijah can't see defensive tackle from Pitt. I do like him. Uh, why do you have him going here? It, it's just based off of need. I, the Seahawks interior defensive line hasn't been the best. We gave them Tyree Wilson earlier. I mean, I, I think it could really, really revolutionize that defensive line. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think Cancy's a, a first-round talent. There's The defensive tackle class is all right. I'm not huge on it, but I don't dislike it either. And I do think Cancy's got the most upside. 
I do think the the fact that he's a bit of an undersized defensive tackle coming out of pit might lead to some unfair Aaron Donald comparisons, but I, I do like him a lot. He's been growing on me lately. Um, but yeah, as far as the defensive tackles go, him and Carter are about the only ones I see as first round grades. Yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that. I don't have anyone else in the first round either, but I, I do think there's a good uh, amount of like round three and four guys at the position. Yeah, I, I mean, there's good depth there. They're just not like, there's no premier guys. They're all possible like solid role players slash starters. I don't think that's a bad, like if, if you get that and you can rely on that for a third or fourth round pick, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. No, no, not at all. So, yeah, not trying to put him down. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same boat. So that's uh, number 20 to the Seahawks. Uh, that gives me uh, – so the uh, the Dolphins would have picked 21st. Uh, they don't have a first-round pick. It got forfeited because of some tampering violations with Tom Brady. And was, was Sean Payton part of that too? I think it was just for the Brady, like the boat incident. Well, okay, yeah, good enough for me. They tampered with Tom Brady to try to sign him. He went to the Buccaneers instead. They got penalized the picks. So uh, they are not picking here. So uh, instead, number 21 is going to go to the Los Angeles Chargers. I I gave this one some thought. Uh, the Chargers are a, a fun young team with some talent. They also have a tendency to be the Chargers, which could hold them back. Um, I gave them, for the purpose of fun, uh, Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah here. Hmm. Um, Kincaid is a kid I'm very high on. I don't see him getting enough love. I feel like he is going to be a great tight end at the next level. I really, really like his receiving ability. Like, uh, I'm not. Uh, I think the tight ends is one of the stronger classes, like positionally in this in the class. Like, he's really competitive. He's really uh, got good ball skills and route running. Like, I, I think he's a way better receiver than he's getting credit for. Now, what might hold him back, or I think what is going to hold him back, is he's not the strongest guy and he won't be much of a factor as a blocker. I, I, I do think that's going to be a legitimate weakness for him. But if he's used right, and I, I know that we're talking about the Chargers here, so I don't know how much faith we can have in that. But I could see him turning into a Darren Waller type. Oh, yeah. And, like, in the modern NFL, Blocking in the tight end position isn't always a necessity. Like, you can have – oh, I feel like there's a lot more emphasis on receiving ability in tight ends now. I think you're right. I mean, I think we started to see that more with uh, going back to, like, Tony Gonzalez or Gronk or Jimmy Graham, and it, it's only – uh, carried on from there now uh, i thought about uh, i thought about michael mayer i do have him higher overall but i really like the idea of kincaid on the chargers of that offense i do feel like kincaid's a better fit there and i do have meyer higher but it they're pretty they're neck and neck for me well we'll get the uh, mayor uh my is it mayor or meyer i mayor i think it's mayor I think it is too. So that's, that, I'm going to go with that. I'm sure he will be taken at some point in the next uh, 10 picks that we got left. But uh, let, let's, so that was 21 to the Chargers. That gives you 22, the Ravens. Who do you got? So this one's kind of tough for me, but I'm going to go with uh, Quinn Johnson. Ooh, okay. Wide receiver, wanna... DCU. I didn't want to go receiver, but I feel like it's going to be another desperate attempt to try to keep Lamar in Baltimore. 
Now, the one thing that has happened since our last recording there was the Ravens signed Odell Beckham. Do you think that that's going to change their thought process going into the pick? I mean, maybe. I don't see it changing too much because, like, outside of Odell, I mean, the other guy they signed was Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, he's not really a needle mover for me or anyone. I mean, they still have uh, uh, Devin Duvernay, uh, Rashad Bateman. I mean, there's potential there. I just, I don't know. It's kind of like a mishmash group. And, you know, they had to overpay to get Odell. So I see them still trying to get homegrown talent at the receiver position since nobody wants to really play receiver in Baltimore. Right. And uh, Odell did just sign a one-year deal, so he's most likely a stopgap. We'll see how he plays coming off an injury in a year where he didn't play at all. Uh, It does look like an attempt, at least from the Ravens, to give Lamar some legitimate talent. And Quentin Johnston is an interesting guy, like bigger. I, 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 I get why people like him. I can't get there right now. I don't know what it is. I like him. What do you but, like? Huh? What do you like about him? Just the, like, I don't know. When Every time I watched TCU, it seemed like he was getting a lot of yards after the catch. I liked that. Uh, but he's still borderline wide receiver. Well, I, he's at best wide receiver three for me and borderline wide receiver four, because I'm back and forth between him and Zay Flowers. Gotcha. Two very different receivers, by the way. Uh, I'm, yeah. I, I get that. Why, to me, wide receiver four is the highest I would consider him. So you have Flowers above him? I do, and I'm not a huge Flowers fan either. The only wide receiver that I'm, like, super down on is Hyatt. I, I can't stand Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not huge on him either. I have a lot of concerns about how, where he got his yards from. But, you know, we, we can get into that when we do a, a more, like, whole look episode 360 view. But, yeah, I, I could see wide receiver being a pick here. I do th- still think it's an important need for Baltimore to fill, even with the Odell signing. But I, I just wanted to get your uh, rationale on it. Uh, so that brings us, uh, number 23, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they're, they're just weird. Uh, I thought about this one a pretty good amount. At the end, I ended up giving them Cam Smith, the corner from South Carolina. I cannot stand him. Really? I don't know what it is. I, I do not like him at all. So yeah, he's your Quentin Johnston, basically. Him, Forbes, and Ringo. I do not like any of the three. I'm not big on Ringo. Uh, I like Forbes a little bit, uh, but I, I do think it's a good corner class overall. Like, uh, There's a lot of guys you could throw in that group, in my opinion, and I'm sure we'll get to a couple more. But I do think Smith has really, really good feet and transitions pretty well with his uh, hips and has the click and close ability. He, he's pretty lean, so like, he can get pushed around a bit. But I, I like the physical style he plays with, and I think the Vikings need help there. They, I know they signed Byron Murphy, but they, they still need a, a little bit of youth in that secondary. I think that's where they end up going. Um, I, I understand the position pick. I just, yeah, I really don't care for Smith. That's fair. I do like the ball skills. I think he can, uh, I think that's a strength for him. I, I, I don't know. I haven't done my final rankings yet because I think the corner class is so deep. He, he, he'd he be outside my top five, I think, but he's in the top 10 for sure. 
Now for Jacksonville, I think I'm. You know what? I'm gonna go Branch. Ooh, Brian Branch, safety, Alabama. Just uh, he a little bit more versatile. I feel like that's kind of like what the Jacksonville secondary can use is a guy that can kind of float around. You you can line him up at, at linebacker. You can line him up inside, outside, playing deep half. I, I, the versatility is clearly the biggest selling point to me. I think he's a good football player, but I don't even know. Like, I, I know it's kind of, I, I feel weird almost just like pigeonholing him in as a safety, but you, you could throw him in like the, the Jaguars went defense heavy with Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd last year. And uh, I know going back they're like guys like Tyson Campbell and Cisco and they, they've, they've really invested a lot in the defense. I could, I could see them, going uh, for, for that although I really like the idea of a corner for Jacksonville to pair with Campbell too yeah I I was back and forth between Branch and Banks I almost went with Banks I, it kind of it was a toss-up for me that's fair that's fair uh, the, like, I'm not this high on him but uh just because of the kind of player Tyson Campbell is what would you think of Julius Brents on the other side from him in Jacksonville that I don't I'm not against it and that's not bad I think he would compliment him really well just because of how fucking long he is. He's like 6'4 and has insane arms. So I, I just think he'd be a good compliment to Campbell's more smooth, fluid kind of style. And, you know, that's somebody they can come back and get in round two. Yeah, I, I, and to me, he's more of a round two player, but as, especially after Tariq Woolen's instant success. And teams are prioritizing things that you can't coach like length, I think, more than more and more in every draft and Julius Brents fits that profile with how big he is. Oh yeah, definitely. But I, I do like Brian Branch a lot. I think I could easily see him being first round, but I, I think there's a world that he slips to the second round too. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like that's a possibility. Uh, I feel like after like Isaiah Simmons, there's kind of like a buyer beware with the guy that doesn't really have a position. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I know it's, I feel bad because I, I think there's so much upside, but and I like the idea of using him as a Swiss Army knife, but I, one bad case or one underachieving case shouldn't change that, but that that formula hasn't been perfected yet. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that brings us to number 25, which is the New York Giants. Um, as you might expect, I gave this one some thought. <laughs> right. Uh, I can't believe you would actually have to think about who the Giants would take. Well, I, I, I was thinking of a couple different positions. I think real life, it ends up being one of three, either receiver, corner, or interior offensive line. Now, the top three receiver, well, th or let's go three receivers are already off the board in this scenario. Like if, if Smith and Jigba was somehow there at 25, I'd want the Giants to take him, but I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more realistic. Uh, you mentioned him a second ago, actually. I'm going to give the Giants Deontay Banks the corner for Maryland here. Really? I am. I, I, liked, I like that pick, but I, I know you guys have invested first-round picks into offensive linemen a couple years, but I like the idea of Osiris being okay. a Giant. I like Osiris Torrance. I would not be upset if he was the pick. The The one that I was thinking of instead is John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. I, I like him. I, I'm struggling. I, to me, 
he's not quite first round. Like, I think he'll be an early second round pick. That's fair. I, I could see that. I, to me, he's somewhere between 25 and 40. Like, I, I think end of the first yeah. or the beginning of the second is a strong possibility. Yeah, that's a good range for him. Because, like, the interior offensive line class isn't great. It isn't super deep. And to me, he's the top guy in it. Like, it's uh, besides, um, you know, you could throw Torrance or maybe Joe Tipman from Wisconsin up there, but I'm not a huge fan of him either. Uh, I'm definitely back and forth between Torrance and uh... – Oh, my God. I'm really just going to blank on his name right now. Uh, Michael Schmitz. Okay. Because like, I, I, Schmitz dominated the senior bowl. But anyway, I gave him Banks. Let's talk about Banks. The corner from Maryland. He's really big, really physical. I, I know we mentioned that with a couple other guys at the position already. But uh, I love the athleticism. I really like how he plays in press coverage. And we know how important corners are in Wink Martindale's system. Uh, he's still around as the Giants coordinator. And also the Giants need a lot of help at the position. In my opinion, Adore Jackson's the only established guy there. And he only has one year left on his contract. And that press ability, I think, will fit in well with the man coverage heavy scheme that the Giants like to run. So that that's why I picked him here. Yeah, I mean, the pick makes a lot of sense. Uh, just uh, with the recent investments in Jones and uh, the franchise tag on Barkley, I, I could easily see them trying to, like, stout up the offensive line, you know, keep – Keep the or going receiver. I could definitely see them getting like Zay Flowers here. Just yeah, like uh, the only reason I did. Sorry, go ahead. I I just see them taking something to enhance their recent investments. I get that. I'd rather go offensive line. Uh, although I do agree, we still need help at receiver. Don't get me wrong, but I like. I just uh, considering all the help that we still need. Like it, we're, the Giants are in a weird spot. I I could see them going at wide receiver. But we, we tried that a couple of years ago already. Like we've we've invested a lot of first round picks in the offense. I think we go defense here and then focus more on the offensive line and wide receiver in rounds two and three. Yeah, I mean, I definitely there are uh, several receivers I like that are like rounds two to three guys. Well, we'll see if we end up with any of them. We got, we got Wandale in that range last year. I'm holding judgment off on that pick so far. We'll see what happens when he comes back from his torn ACL. So anyway, no, uh, we've talked about them enough. 26, Dallas, who do you got? I'm going to go with uh, Mayer. Okay, okay. Somebody that I really like as a player always ends up going there. So, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, fair. I uh, love Micah Parsons. Sad that he's a Dallas Cowboy. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, fuck that, by the way. So uh, what do you like about Mayer? Why, uh, why did you give him to Dallas here? Uh, just to uh, replace Dalton Schultz. Uh, I, I feel like he's better than Dalton Schultz. I like his play style a lot. I feel like he's real physical and strong. Yeah, Mayer is a really talented player. Like, uh, what here? I have his report done. I said that he has the ability to be a complete tight end, physically, mentally, receiving, blocking. I love the football IQ. It's the uh, the contested catch ability, like the catch radius, the hands that I love. Uh, I like the versatility. Just uh, 
think he can be a real threat in the intermediate range, like seam routes or crossers down the field. So I, I could see him taking a little bit of time to develop just because of how much talent there is. But to me, he has the upside to be the clear number one tight end in this class. And I know that we made him the second tight end off the board, but still. Yeah, he's, yeah, I, I just fit wise. I mean, like we said, Kincaid's a better fit for the Chargers. And I feel like Mayer's a better fit for the Cowboys. I mean, if Michael Mayer is still there at number 26, can you not see Jerry Jones just sprinting to the podium for him? Yeah, I mean, if he's there at 26, the, this pick will not be on the clock for long. Right. Like, it, like Remember when they took CeeDee Lamb at, what, 17, something like that, a couple years ago? Yeah. Yeah. It, it gives me that kind of vibe. So that's that's where I'm at right now. Now, uh, now 27, that would be the Buffalo Bills. I thought about a couple different positions here for them. I eventually said, so you, you brought up for the Giants, the logic of surround their offensive investments with more help. That's what I'm going to go for the Bills here. I'm going to give them John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota. Damn it. You were going to pick him next, weren't you? Maybe. <laughs> that reaction kind of does me, but I, I'm a big fan of him. I know I mentioned that a second ago, but I also think the Bills need to be able to run the ball better, and I do think that Schmitz is a plug-and-play guy right away, day one starter. He can help them do that. Yeah, definitely. It is a great fit, uh, great pick. Uh, I feel like it's good value, too, at 27. Yeah, uh, I like that a lot. There's just uh, – there, there was a certain player that – I would like Buffalo to draft. Well, the other one I thought of, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, we're on the same page here. I did honestly think about giving them Drew Sanders from Arkansas. Yes, that, that is the pick that I want them to make. Uh, any listeners who don't know, Blake is a big Arkansas fan. Uh, Sanders, to me, like it's not a great linebacker class, but I do like him a lot. Yeah, I, I think uh, he's... Not necessarily a standout, but I feel like he is the best linebacker in this draft. Biased. That's where I'm at. So for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, I'm going to go with another interior offensive lineman. I'm going to have them take Osiris. Okay. Osiris Torrance. Guard. He's Florida, right? Yes. I keep I I've, I've looked at a couple hundred of these guys. I'm starting to lose my mind a little bit. I do like him a lot. Why'd you give him to Cincinnati? Uh, they keep addressing offensive line, and it keeps being a problem. So I don't see them stopping addressing the offensive line. Now, granted, they did end up with Orlando Brown in free agency. I, yeah, I mean, but he's a tackle. He is. They, they still they need have, middle. They need the middle now. Fair. Yeah, you got to get the interior going too. I, I don't. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. I think Cincinnati could go there. I do like the idea. Like I. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I think I might have gone there. Maybe tight end for Cincinnati too, because uh, they they need a replacement for Uzama. I I could see them going Luke Musgrave. Really. Uh, the next tight end that I have is Laporta. Okay, okay. I like Laporta. I, like at least in terms of upside, 
I think Musgrave might be a little higher. Like, I don't, I don't think he's a first round guy, but I, if, uh, if they do decide to go tight end with Mayer and Kincaid off the board, I, I could see that happening. I mean, I don't like besides Kincaid and Mayer, I don't see another tight end going in the first round. That's fair. I, I think that's a but, strong possibility too. If we're going down the board though, my tight end three would be Laporta. Yeah. And to me, he's more of a round three guy. He's round two to me, but fair enough. Just... How about day two? He's on the second day. Okay, fair. You know, yeah. we can both there. There we go. Okay, and, uh, so we got three picks left. Uh, number twenty-nine, New Orleans Saints. So uh, I'm I, I'm really glad I get to make this one because I love this idea. If it actually happens, I'm going to give the Saints Keon White, the edge rusher from Georgia Tech. Okay, um, not the next edge rusher that I thought would be off the board. Yeah, there's there's a few I considered. Look, uh, he is he might be my draft crush of the season. There's always a few. I I absolutely love this guy's upside. It freak athlete. The upside's insane. He's really big and powerful and strong. You can line him up anywhere, but whether it's out wide, inside, defensive tackle, versatility is insane. And I like the more I looked at him, the more I like that. I think he's just scratching the surface. This guy started off playing tight end at Georgia Tech and switched in 2019. So he's raw and he needs some help on the technique. But we've seen a couple guys that you go back to OA a couple of years ago thrive in that situation. The Saints need a replacement for Marcus Davenport. I really like that idea. Not a bad idea. I just, uh, there's different edge rushers that I have fell in love with you know but i do like that story you know started as a tight end that's i love stories like that where somebody starts somewhere and excels at a different position those are the kind of guys i do fall in love with that's fair i mean i like him a lot i mean you you could go like bj ojalari or anadike uzama or, or whoever the hell else i mean by like who, who do you like i really like uh, BJ. I like Ojolari a lot. Aziz's brother on the Giants right now, but uh, and I do have Ojolari pretty high. I just I really really liked watching Keon White, one of my favorite guys to watch in the process. So that, that's that's where I, I know they you know, took Peyton Turner a year or two ago as well. But I think uh, he would make a lot of sense as a replacement for Davenport. Moving on, number thirty, two picks to go. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, uh, have another pick in the first round. Who do you have them taking? Yeah, I want to start off by saying fuck the Dolphins for uh, making me make the Eagles reach on two different players. Yeah, you like you didn't want to pick either of them, but they have 10. Now, you you would have had that one anyway, but they have 30 because of the Dolphins getting their pick taken away. Otherwise, they'd have 31, and I'd have to take this one. Yeah, which... I would much prefer because I don't like where their needs are with uh, who's available. Well, too bad. Yeah, it's an even number. <laughs> okay, so you gave him a Sean Robinson, the, uh, the first one, or at number 10 earlier. So what did you end up landing on for them here at number 30? Um, my favorite safety in this draft class, Antonio Johnson. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you think he ends up going first round? No. But you gave him here anyway. 
Yeah, just based off need. Okay, okay. Do you think the Eagles are going to be the team that ends up uh, drafting off a need? Uh, yeah, I don't really see them going, like, best available route. I, I see them trading down from at least one of their two picks. But if I, I mean, he is my favorite safety in this class. So, and it's a position of need. I I see him being like a mid second round pick, but uh, the end of the first, you know, it's the end of the first. That's not fair. too far off. I mean, I to me, he's somewhere in between day two, like or round two and three. But he is a big, like, physical safety. I like how his ability to tackle. Uh, I like how versatile he is. He doesn't have great ball skills. I uh, but I mean. I'm not a huge fan of pretty much any of the safeties. Like normally there's one I fall in love with, but I mean, I I think Johnson's talented, but I I don't see a super high ceiling, but if any team can help him get there, it'd probably be the Eagles. Yeah. uh, I feel like he's a good fit for them. I just don't, you know, necessarily see him going in the first round, even though he is my favorite. That's fair. Well, uh, that leaves one more pick in the round, the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure you're happy about that. Yeah, don't fuck this pick up. Well, uh, I can't promise you that, but it, it depends on what you uh, – uh, What? well, I'll tell you what. I'll let you go first here. If What would you do if it was your pick here? Okay, my favorite scenario, trading down. Okay. Well, let, have, let, let, let me rephrase that. If you had to pick somebody here, who would you pick? Okay, since you're forcing my hand, <laughs> uh, I would like to see, uh, you know, we just lost Frank Clark. I, I'd like to see uh, BJ Ojolari if I'm forced to pick. I do like him a lot. And I, I know you just mentioned you did too. Now, I don't. I think trading down would be a good move for you guys too. But since we're not doing that in the uh, in this episode or to, just to make it easier on ourselves, I, I was debating between offensive line and defensive line for you guys. Uh, I thought about an edge rusher here. I definitely think you could still do that. Uh, I, I decided eventually to go offensive line instead since you, you got to replace Brown and and Andrew Wiley. Now, you br- guys brought in Jawan Taylor already. So, right tackle spot, I gave you guys Darnell Wright from Tennessee. I I, I can live with that. Uh, I do. I would like to see us address right tackle at some point. Uh, but I don't really care too much about right tackle. I, I want to see... Uh, an edge rusher, a corner, and a wide receiver kind of be like our first three picks wherever we decide to pick. That's fair. I mean, I, I, I think you guys could address all that, but I feel like wide receiver will be a little bit lower on your list of needs. That's just a gut feeling for me. Edge rusher or corner, I could see more, but you guys did draft Karloftis and McDuffie last year. Yeah. I, they do – they are both – good players i just uh, i we do in the past at least we've done kind of like rotational uh, edge rusher so i i'd like to see another solid piece in that group after losing frank clark i know he's not a big deal in the regular season but 
I'd like to see another young guy in there to try to supplement his production. That's fair. I mean, for, for me, it was just uh, I thought that you, you got to make sure you do your best to keep uh, Mahomes healthy, obviously. But and I, I know that your offensive line is still pretty good, even without it. But you get to uh, get another good young tackle. Hell, last time you went for an offensive lineman from Tennessee, it was a lot later in the draft and it worked out pretty well for you guys with Trey Smith. And uh, I, I know you're the dad among us, but I'll give you a dad joke. He would be the right tackle to plug in in that spot. Right at right tackle, you know it's fitting. So anyway, if I ever, uh, if I ever, uh, yeah, never mind. I, can't, I don't want to make that joke here, but uh, yeah, that, that's where I ended up. I thought about DeWan Jones or Anton Harrison too. I, I feel like any of them at that spot are relatively interchangeable. Yeah, to me, the, all three of them are kind of. That's when tackle just kind of becomes like whatever guy you like. Pretty much. It's not that that's where I'm at, too. So that, that's where I landed with it. So uh, let, let's recap the, the last 15 picks that we did here. So 17, we gave the Steelers Joey Porter Jr., corner from Penn State. 18, Lions, Nolan Smith, edge rusher, Georgia. 19, Miles Murphy, edge from Clemson. 20, Seattle, Kalaja uh, Kansi, defensive tackle, Pittsburgh. 21, Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah. 22, the Ravens, Quentin Johnson, wide receiver, TCU. 23, Cam Smith, corner from South Carolina to the Vikings. 24 was Brian Branch, Jaguars, the safety from Alabama. 25, the Giants, Deontay Banks, corner from Maryland. 26, the Cowboys, Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. Uh, 27, the Bills, John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota. 28, Osiris Torrance, interior offensive lineman, guard from Florida. 29, the Saints, Keon White, edge rusher from Georgia Tech. 30, Eagles, Antonio Johnson, safety from Texas A&M. And finally, 31, Darnell Wright to the Chiefs to offensive tackle from Tennessee. Not a bad, not a bad first round. All right. Well, I'm sure that all 31 of those picks will happen exactly as we predicted them in two weeks, right? Yeah, not a single one is wrong. All right. Well, uh, let's bet on that. And then we're going to make a lot of money on FanDuel. Can you do a whole? There's no way you can do a whole first round. You want to find out? I'm willing to look to see what I can do, but we're going to figure something out, but uh, I'm excited for it, man. Draft season is one of my favorites. And this year I get to, uh, it's been a while since this has been true. Me personally, I get to mix it with both the Rangers and the Knicks, hopefully still playing in the playoffs in two weeks. Um, the last time that like they both made the playoffs is 2013. So it's been a long time since I've had those two playing meaningful games and then the draft happening at the end of April all at the same time. What a time to be a New York fan. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see how it uh, ends up, uh, hopefully, uh, with uh, a championship from the Rangers in June. That would be a good birthday present for me. So you're just the Yankees away from all of your teams making the playoffs this year. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with uh, with the Yankees. They they won today. They're eight and four. Uh, I do watch them, of course. I, I like baseball a lot, but I'm not fully into baseball mode with the hockey, especially and the basketball playoffs about to start. Yeah, definitely. This is not baseball season, even though it is technically baseball season. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like I'll, I'll watch the Yankees every day once the, the Rangers and the Knicks are done. Hopefully that's not for a while. 
but uh, but once they are done, and obviously once the draft season is over, then I'll watch a lot of baseball for a couple months. But uh, besides that, like I, I watch them on days like today where they played while I was at work, and also where they were my only team that played today. Yeah, to me, baseball season doesn't start until all the other sports cycles end. So it's like a big July and August sport for you. Yeah, it's just filler time. That's fair. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I, I get that thought. I really do. But well, we'll see, man. I'd I'd love it if it uh, continued that way. At least for pro sports, I'd rather not get into Syracuse. They look terrible. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's uh. So that was our first round mock. Uh, did you have any uh final notes or b- uh, bonus uh, just uh, players you like real quick that you think might have a chance that we didn't mention? Uh, like a chance to go in the first round? Yeah. Uh, Drew Sanders. Uh, definitely want to hit on that. I feel like he is a first-round talent. Uh, same thing with Ojolari. I feel like he's another guy that could be a first-round pick. I could see that. I don't know. I don't want to say his name wrong. The edge rusher from Notre Dame. Oh, Foskey. Yeah, uh, I I feel like he has potential to go in the first round to Kansas City, actually. Okay. Uh, I know he's somebody that we have an eye on. You know what I just realized? Uh, we did not uh, mock Zay Flowers in the first round. Wait, are you serious? We did not mock him in the first round. How? We only did three receivers, did JSN to Houston, Addison to Green Bay, and Johnson to Baltimore. Wow. That's weird to me. Because, like, he's arguably a top three in this class, and he didn't even make the first round for us. I, I To me, it's not the best wide receiver class, but it's a premium position. It is. Uh, I could see some teams reaching, like, I'm not a big fan of most of the receivers. Yeah, me. I mean, I'm falling in love with guys in like the mid rounds, but yeah, you know, I, I still acknowledge them for what they are. For me, Smith and Jig was the only first round grade I have on a wide receiver in this draft. Uh, for me, it's JSN and uh, Addison. Addison's an early two for me. I, I think he's a first round for me. Well, Fair enough. And I know I say that as a guy who mocked him fifteenth to the Packers, but you know, whatever. Let, let's not poke holes in my own logic. Yeah, no, no. He, he, second round talent goes to, in the first half of the first round. Absolutely, he does. It happens all the time. Okay, we did that with Eric Flowers. <laughs> I don't know if that's a second round talent. No, he was more like a fifth round talent. But you know, I I felt like it. It was yeah. You got to make fun of my own team, and he was the top half of the first round guy. Fair. I mean, the the joke works. All right, I'll take it. But that's all we got for this week. So uh, we want to thank everyone for tuning in. Hope you guys like the picks. You got any feedback for us, please let us know. Uh, Give us some comments on social media. Follow our Twitter and Instagram pages at Take a Swig Pod. And uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Out on a couple different ones there. So uh, accessible for anyone who wants to listen. And share this with all your friends who love football or into draft season like we are. We'd love to get some uh, more conversation on that and, and, and go from there. We got some more draft content coming up for you for everybody in the uh in the next couple weeks before the draft we'll obviously have some reactions after it so i'm really excited for all that so uh, we'll be back in a few days we'll try to have some sort of consistency with our recording schedule right 
Yeah, and, you know, we talked about it. Our work schedules will line up better starting next week. We did. We did. That'll be nice. And eventually I'll stop going to games every week. But, you know, we'll see, we'll see about that. Yeah, I'll have to wait till baseball season starts. Yeah, just I only have one sport to go to then. But anyway, uh, for Blake, uh, this is Swig signing off. Uh, thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We'll be back in a few days.